Hi, this is Rick Anthony, and welcome to the Someone You Should Know podcast, the podcast that spotlights the stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So sit back, relax, have a cold one, and get ready to meet someone you should know. Hi, I'm Rick Anthony, and this episode of Someone You Should Know, we're going to go back 20 years and talk to my friend Randy Backman of Backman-Turner Overdrive. He was in the process of promoting a brand new DVD that they had at the time called Every Song Tells a Story. And this particular interview had one of the best road stories I love to share with other people, but I'd rather you hear it directly from Randy's mouth. It's a good one, so sit back and relax while I reintroduce you to Randy Backman of Backman-Turner Overdrive. With me this time for his Tales from the Road is is a music legend. He was an integral part of the Guess Who and and Backman-Turner Overdrive. He's got a new DVD out just in time for the holidays. Will you please welcome Mr. Randy Bachman? Randy, welcome to Tales from the Road. Hi, Rick. Glad to have you on the show, man. This is an interesting DVD. Just uh, put it in this morning and got a chance to look at it. It's called Every Song Tells a Story. It's available just in time for the holidays. And as a songwriter and performer, can you tell us a little bit about the DVD and what we're going to see when we drop it into our DVD players? Well, it's my, uh, my band and I playing kind of acoustic, unplugged. And um, it's very intimate. It's a low stage and the audience is very close. And... Hopefully it's like coming into your living room, and um, I tell the story behind each song that people would know that I wrote for the Guess Who and Backman Turner Overdrive. Now, here's a difficult question to any songwriter, and it might be difficult for you to answer this particular one, but of all the songs that you've been involved with, with the Guess Who and BTO, any particular song stand out as your personal favorite? I think the ones that were written by accident or kind of given to me by the god of songs and that would be like American Woman that was just written on stage Taking Care of Business that was written on stage and uh, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet that was just an accident in the studio those are quite miracle things to me that there's such big songs today and happen by such a circumstance that I had no control over not like sitting down at a piano or guitar saying I'm going to write a song about A, B, and C these just happened Right, and th- these happen on stage. These are there's are things where you're just doing th- during uh, like sound checks, or yeah, what? they happen right on stage. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the amazing thing: the audience is there <laughs> reacting to it, and the audience is kind of writing it with you because you do something and they don't dance, and you do something and they do dance, and they sing along, and it kind of like they're guiding you through this song that's being written out of thin air. It's it's pretty amazing. I express my amazement in the DVD because I'm still amazed to this day at what these songs mean to the people because, like I said, they were accidental. Do you look up to the heavens and go, thank you? <laughs> I do, yeah, honestly. I, whoever's sending me these things, and I know a lot of songwriters say the same thing. They just feel somebody's giving them the song. They just open up and let it come in, and they write it down. They're amazed at where it came from and what it's like. And then when you play it for people, and they they like it, right? that's the amazing thing. What a great life to be able to do this and make music and have people buy it and make them feel happy. You're just a medium, right? You're just a medium. It basically takes what, what's given to you and passes it on to the next person. That's, that's pretty interesting. I like that. As, as, a, as the show is called Tales from the Road, what are some of your favorite uh, road stories, Randy? Oh, I've got hundreds of them. I have a really good one. Okay, go ahead, bud. This is with Backwinter and Overdrive. We were okay. on the road somewhere in Iowa, and we stayed four or five days in the same hotel. So you get used to your room, and this was when there was no like late-night TV. Right, yeah. This is back in the 70s with BTO. And my brother Rob, who was our drummer, mm-hmm. stayed right next to me in, the, in this Holiday Inn. So every night when television went off, which was like the end of the Johnny Carson Tonight Show, which was about 12.30, mm-hmm. and we had already done our gig, and we were back in our room, and we were like settling down to try to go to sleep, 
I'd hear, you know, I'd shut my TV off, and I'd hear pitter, pitter, patter, and he'd be going to the bathroom, and I'd hear the, you know, him in the bathroom brushing his teeth and the toilet flush, and then I'd hear bump, 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 and I, like, he's running out of the bathroom, and he would jump into his bed, and I'd hear this ka-ching, you'd hear somebody jump into the bed, and I'd figure, well, Rob's in bed, and I'll try to go to sleep. So this happened five or six days in a row. Then we changed hotels. And so the next night when we changed hotels, the same thing, we're in the same state, you know, in Iowa, mm-hmm. and the television goes off at 12.30, and I hear Rob go to the bathroom, and he's singing along and brushing his teeth, and the light goes out, and I hear thump, 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 he's running you know, around the corner and to dive into his bed, and I hear a crash and a moaning, and here, because we had changed hotels, he had do- dove into a closet head first. <laughs> and uh, smashed into the wooden hangers that made a big gash in his forehead. So I hear this moaning, and I go running next door, and I bang on the door, and he can't answer the door because he's, like, somewhat unconscious or stunned. And I run to the desk to try to get a key from the bank manager saying something's happened to my brother. There's been this crash and a moaning and this thing in the room. And we go and open the door and he's laying on the floor when his forehead is split open and we had to take him out to the hospital to get stitches and the whole thing. You know, at now 1.30 in the morning and it's some little town in Iowa. But I always remember that just hilarious because I used to do the same thing. You'd run to the bathroom, you'd put out the lights, and you'd know where the bed is. You'd kind of leap exactly, free-falling yeah. through yeah. the air into your bed and then change rooms, and you end up diving into a closet. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. That's one of the better ones I've heard. Now, help me, help, you can just maybe dispel this rumor here. Um, I want to make sure I get this straight. I've heard so many variations of the story. You guys were recording down, down in, uh, in Florida, I do believe. I think you were doing uh, taking care of business. You guys had taken a break to order a pizza. The pizza delivery guy shows up. He ends up doing like a guitar fill or a drum fill or something of that nature. And then you realize that you didn't get the guy's name. Yeah, that was we were recording in Seattle. Okay, what happened there? Tell me the whole story there. Well, we had recorded the song Taking Care of Business, and there was a knock on the studio door. And we opened it, and the guy said, did you order the pizza? And we said, no, go down the hall. And down the hall in the same studio, Steve Miller was recording his Fly Like an Eagle album, and War was doing their Why Can't We Be Friends album. And so the studio was really rocking. This is at about 2 in the morning. We were just finishing up. And then a few minutes later, the same guy came back to the studio, knocked again on our door, and we were just packing over there, putting on our jacket. And he said, you know that song that's playing? It sounds like he could really use a piano. And I said, well, that's great, but Little Richard's down in Alabama and Elton John's in Caribou Ranch, and I can't play piano. We're going home. And he said, no, I'm a piano player. Will you give me a break? Give me a shot. And I thought, well... No. And he said, no, no, please give me a shot. I'm a starving musician. I only deliver pizza because I don't have the money at the end of the month to pay my rent. And I thought, well, I'll give the guy a shot. And he sat down and played piano. We threw a mic in the piano. He played it, and he went. we all went home. We came back the next day, and the head of our record label flew in and wanted to hear the album. And he, the head of our record label had specifically requested me to write more Top 40 radio songs. So I'd written a song called Let It Ride. Right. And I never thought Taking Care of Business would be a radio kind of song. But when we played it, he said, yeah, Let It Ride's really great. It sounds like a Top 20 song. And the album kept playing. Um, and then suddenly on came Taking Care of Business. And the engineer brought up the fader that had the piano on. I kept saying, take it down, take it down. I didn't know if this was good or bad piano. We didn't even listen to it back when he did it. The head of our record label jumped up and said, wow, BTO with a piano, that's incredible, what a great song. I said, okay, we'll leave the piano in. He said, who played piano? And I said, I have no idea, the guy brought pizza here last night. And he said, well, who is he? And I said, I don't know, we have to phone all the pizza places. And we didn't even order the pizza, Steve Miller did. And we went down to Steve Miller and said, where'd you order the pizza from? He said, I don't know, we just found a name in the yellow pages, whoever would deliver. (laughs) So it took us about two or three hours of being on the phone and detective work 
to find which pizza place had a guy that had a great big beard that looked like Fidel Castro who was dressed in an army jacket. We had to describe this guy to all these right. phone calls. And finally we found out his name was Norman Durkee and we gave him credit on the album. He went on to become Bette Midler's music director on her North American tour and now he's the piano player for the uh, L.A. Symphony. <laughs> and um, this was his first big break. He played on wow. Taking Care of Business. That's incredible. That's a great story. Thanks for all, uh, dispelling all the rumors and stuff we had heard. Once again, let's get back to the DVD. Every song tells a story. Uh, Randy, where's it available at, man? Uh, it should be at most uh, uh, DVD stores, video stores, I guess the Walmarts, the Chapters, all the... Best Buy. All the Rexes, all the okay. Best Buys, and my mm -hmm. website, randybackman.com, has right. it there. If somebody's near their computer, they can get online and buy a ton of stuff from the Guess Who and BTO and everything. Outstanding. Randybackman.com, once again, is the website. What's up for 2003 that we should know about? Well, I'm taking this on the road in uh, March and April and May, and okay. who knows where it's going to take me. I'm just waiting for the phone calls to come in and um, answer them and go to them. Oh, very good. We'll be looking for you on tour. Once again, randybackman.com. I'd suggest anyone go there for the tour dates. We've been talking to the legendary Randy Backman of, uh, of the Guess Who and Backman Turner Overdrive. Randy, thanks again for your tales from the road, man. We really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks very much. Hi, this is Rick Anthony thanking you again for listening to this episode of someone you should know. Now, if you're an aspiring musician or an established musician that's looking for a little exposure, I invite you to drop us a line at someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. That's someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. Also, I invite you to tell a friend about the Someone You Should Know podcast. I thank you for tuning in this time and I invite you to check us out next time on the Someone You Should Know podcast because you never know who's going to show up. Until next time, remember, God loves you and so do I.